1: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year, this is the Pack-A-Day Podcast.
2: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things green and gold. We're in week 15, and the Packers are in Baltimore taking on the Ravens. I'm Mike Wendland, and Mark Echo joining me this week as we preview this game, and Mark, it's a big game for both teams. Packers trying to keep that one seed. Baltimore trying to keep hold of the AFC North.
1: Yeah, Baltimore, um, two tough losses, two um, div- tough divisions the last um, two times out. They, they lose to uh, Pittsburgh on a, on a failed two-point conversion. Then they play Cleveland. They, they lose Lamar Jackson during the game, fall way behind, come all the way back. And I was watching that game. I, I thought they were going to win the game. They they recover an onside kick with you know whatever time left, less than a minute ago. Um, they have the best kicker in the game. So I mean they, they only needed a first down or two. Um uh, I think I think it was a sack or a penalty and it kind of knocked them out. But two tough losses to Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So the Packers are facing a very um, desperate Ravens team Sunday in Baltimore
2: for, for sure, and that, and I'm never gonna be. A, it's gonna be tough to bet against the, a desperate John Harbaugh team. He's one of the best coaches in football. But the story for both these teams have been the injuries they both face. I mean, the Ravens are almost down their entire secondary as well as a good portion of their pass rush. How is that going to affect how Green Bay approaches this game?
0: You would think,
1: um, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are gonna are gonna put up, you know, crazy numbers, right? I mean, um they put up crazy numbers against good secondary. So playing a, a like you said, a, a very de- depleted Ravens secondary, um, you know, kinda lends you to think that Aaron Rodgers will have a a, a huge day. And I'm only saying the Marty had it because the court is pretty banged up as well. MVS is, is banged up, uh, St. Brown Brown's out, he's probably not gonna play. Uh Taylor's out. Maybe maybe this is the um Dawning of the Amari Rogers era. Maybe uh, you know his dad, T. Martin, is the receivers coach for for the uh, Ravens. So maybe uh, with his dad watching from the other sideline, this is a, a big a, a big day for 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 Amari. We'll we'll find out.
2: Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. That especially after the whole joke of Van Jefferson with his dad watching on Monday night, There's a lot of stories about whether Amari would do that with T. Martin watching uh, today and. I'm kind of with you on that one, and the other ones to keep an eye. On will be the tight ends. Deguara's been kind of breaking out the last couple of weeks. Daphne's out. Uh, Lewis will be in there, but oh. again, with this this Ravens defense not at full strength, this could be a good not a good day for some of these under underutilized weapons that we don't talk about enough. A guy like a Josiah Deguara, or, and then the passing game at AJ Dillon. Like like, do you do you see any of those those lesser known guys? kind of break it out um
1: perhaps I mean DeGuara, like you said he, he's been he's strung together now three three decent games um and I think a lot Well, but would see I, I was liking DeGuara with Daphne back because Daphne could take on that role as the eight back and let DeGuara just play tight tight end you know last week Daphne goes down and they have to use the D- in a variety of ways again so I don't I don't know how much he'll be I mean, if you have Devontae Adams and you have nobody to cover him, why not just go to Devontae Adams all the time, right? Why not let him catch, you know, 13 balls for 197 yards and three touchdowns? I mean, why overlook the obvious sometimes, right? I mean, I don't know. In order to do all what we're saying, to take advantage of that secondary and to, and to use your weapons, you them to protect Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, just when you think the injuries can't get worse, they get worse. Billy Turner goes down there. From from their preferred starters at the beginning of the year, if, you know, and I'm counting back Diori as a preferred starter, even though he didn't start opening day, but he, he was healthy. He obviously was. They only have one of the five. That, and that's a rookie in Royce Newman, a fourth-round rookie, I guess, or either him or Patrick. So they have one of the five, basically. And you have Dennis Kelly, Josh Neiman, and, and you have, have Patrick Runyon Neiman, um, Newman. So... I mean, uh, Baltimore's going to Baltimore's game plan. I would think is to just protect that secondary with a vicious pass pass rush. Although one of their best pass rushers is out as well, and um, Campbell. So it's these are the two most banged up teams in the league. I, I guess Tennessee's in that mix as well. But it's 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 two teams that have really withstood some, some terrible injuries all, all season.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely spying. You talk about Kalas Cl- Campbell being doubtful. I mean, Brandon Williams is going to play, but even on the other side for Baltimore, their offensive line is also banged up. Uh, Villanueva is questionable. Their left guard next to him is out. So that opens things up for the Packers pass rush on the other side. And and while Huntley is mobile, he's not quite Lamar Jackson. And if even a hobble Lamar could be set up with a weak offensive line for a long day, the Packers pass rush could really makes make life miserable for him, especially with a bad ankle.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if I'm Baltimore, and again, I'm not saying this because we're playing the Packers and I want the Packers to win. But if I'm Baltimore, I don't think I would play Lamar Jackson today. I mean, yes, you're you've lost two in a row and you're you're in a heated race, but it's a non it's a non-conference game, and not that it doesn't count, but it doesn't count as strong as they're saying it's a game time decision. I'm sure he wants to play, but he's a competitor like, like most NFL players are. But you, you have to do the smart thing. Which I think would be to rest him, and like you said, even if he does play, he's—I mean, you know—more than half of his game is predicated on his running ability. I mean, he, you know, even for some of the throws he makes, are you know, he he scrambles and avoids you know trouble and and then makes a big play because guys get open. You wouldn't think he'd be able to do that with a bad ankle. So, you know, the Packers now now. with all that said, the Packers are missing the guy that I think, and I know. There's a lot of guys that have had good years on the Packer defense, but I've i been saying this for a couple of years. Now, I think the most valuable player on the Packer defense week in and week out is Ken Clark, because he I think he's the guy that makes everybody else better, and it looks like he's not going to play today unless there's a miracle positive test that comes out of nowhere, and they can inflate the Baltimore. It takes a big chunk out of that Packer defense as well. Uh, in terms of pass truck, he collapses the pocket, he, he does a lot of he does a lot of the dirty work that frees things up for Rashawn for Gary and Preston Smith and, and the other and the other guys on the line with him, Kingsley K Dean Lowry. Um missing Clark is a is a big blow to the Packers as well.
2: It is. And I know they have been talked a lot about how much they're gonna expect out of T J Slayton in this game. And just for the record, I'm looking at Baltimore's remaining schedule. They got Cincinnati next week. Then they end with the Rams and Steelers both at home. So two of their final three games are division and the team is right behind them in the standings.
1: Yeah, so they're, you know. If Harbaugh, no, if you, I'm not going to question what John if John Harbaugh's decision is to play here, yeah. Jackson, and he feels he's fine and he'll get through the game, then you know that's that's his decision. But I would not be surprised at all if they just give him give him a week. Now, had they won last week, and had they had pulled that game out against Cleveland, I don't think there'd be any question that that you rest Jackson this week because you you would have a little bit of leeway. But they don't. I mean, right now, both, I mean, in the NFC. I think we kind of know most – we probably know six of the seven teams, I think. I'm, I'm going to put San Francisco in only because I think they're just better than all the other teams fighting for that last spot. It's just a matter of who's where, who's going to be the one seed, the two, the three, even the Ford And the AFC, you don't even know who's going to win. The, I mean, I guess the AFC West is pretty set now since Kansas City stole that game from the Chargers the other night. So that's probably set. The teams are going to win the West, and the Chargers, they're in the, and now they're in that big mix for, for a wild card. The other three divisions, I mean, the Bills can still. I mean, the Bills, if they beat the Patriots next week, will have a chance to, to make that interesting. The North is wide open, and the, I guess the Colts are putting a little bit of pressure on the on the Titans. And, and, and although I think the Titans have 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 the edge there, but I mean, it's it's wide, and this is what the league wants, right? You you want everything commit down to the last week or two.
2: Yeah, the parity has been a, at an all time high this season. It's been. Impressive to see, and I'm with you with the NFC race. I think there's a six teams pretty much set. Then you have teams like Washington, Philly, Minnesota, New Orleans, Atlanta, all kind of fighting for that seventh spot and the right to likely lose to Tampa Bay in the first round. But even Dallas is only a game out of first, too. Like they're and Dallas owns the tiebreakers
1: on on Green Bay anyway. That they, they they would lose a tiebreaker to Tampa because Tampa beat them head to head, but um. But that dallas Arizona game and I guess it was the next week or the week after I'm not sure. That's a that's a huge game for for, for seeding. If Dallas beats Arizona, they would move ahead of Arizona, and at least for three, and move drop Arizona to four.
2: And, and plus, even LA is only a game behind Arizona in the division race there. So that's yeah, it's 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 good. And that's what it's
1: you know that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, I mean, Green Bay does have they hold everything in their hands. I mean, if they went out, they're the number one seed. Cut and dry. Nothing. That nobody can catch because you know they have the tiebreakers on both um, Tampa, Arizona. They don't have. Like I said they don't have it on Dallas. They have a game edge on Dallas. So I don't think Tampa's going to lose.
2: Yeah, yeah. They have an easy run. Tampa's Tampa's the biggest threat right now. But it's all going to start again with with this one, and also depending on how each team stays healthy, stays away from positive tests, stuff like that. Because Tampa's toughest game left is probably New Orleans this week, but that's at home. And against Taysom Hill and no Sean Payton. So there's, that's, that's a pretty pretty big deal.
1: New Orleans does give Tampa trouble. They always have, but that's not a, that's 11 points. I mean, the, the line's 11 points for, for a reason. Then they have Carolina twice, and Carolina has just packed it in. They're, they're a mess. Um, You know, I don't think Brian Rolls, the coach everybody thought he was going to be. And then they have the Jets, who are arguably one of the, if not the worst, one of the bottom three teams in the league, right? So yeah, Tampa's not losing. So for Green Bay to get to one seed, they're going to have to win out as well, and it starts today with um, probably the toughest game they have left. Would you think? I, I would think this is the toughest game at being on the road against a, a very well coached in the playoff. Baltimore goes to the playoffs almost every year.
2: Yeah, I think any of the any of the next three are probably equal level, just because you never know what Cleveland's going to be week to week. In Minnesota is Minnesota.
1: Only because is on the road. That's why. Yeah. I, I no,
2: you're game. you're spot on, and. and- and, yeah, I think with, with this Baltimore team also, I remember four years ago when they played, it was Brett Hundley, too. So they haven't seen Rodgers in eight years. How about that?
1: Yeah, well, here's another thing about Baltimore, which I wrote about the other day. Baltimore has won their last 13 games against NFC opponents. That's a pretty, that's a pretty impressive streak to me.
2: Yeah, that's that's incredible. That's
1: 13. And the last time they lost in the middle of the 18 season to Carolina, and that was Joe Flacco's next to last start. So Lamar Jackson, I mean, he may or may not play to, uh, today, but Lamar, since Lamar Jackson's been the Ravens quarterback, they have not lost to an, to an NFC team. That's pretty impressive. I don't know if it's fluke. Uh, I mean, is it a fluke? I don't know. Maybe Harbaugh knows the NFC better than the NFC knows him because he, you know, he grew up in the NFC coaching the Eagles for all those years. Uh, but, he, but 13 in a row is 13 in a row.
2: At that point, it stops being a fluke. When it gets to thirteen,
1: yeah, right. I mean, there's something to it after that. So hopefully that thirteen is a un- unlucky thirteen, and and the streak snaps at thirteen. I mean, the, the the Packers have been pretty good against the AFC, but they 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 generally lose one game a year, and they lost to the one to Kansas City this year. So hopefully that'll be their only loss to an AFC team because they had they still have they have two more left on the board this week and Cleveland next week. So I mean, it's going to be the couple things scary in this game. The obvious one, the obvious elephant in the room is special teams, yeah. because Baltimore has the best special teams in the league, and Green Bay has the worst special teams, maybe, of all time, so God knows, I mean, every, every punt, kickoff, whatever, is I'm going to be nervous, because I'm just afraid of what could happen, I mean, I would just, I don't know, but, I mean, after last week, I I've never seen anything like like that in my life, right down to the end with the onside kick. I couldn't believe it.
2: Yeah, I was at that game, and that was – that took years off my life, watching any – I'm sure. Because the Malik Taylor bobble was right near the end zone where I was sitting. The kick out of bounds came toward me. Like, that was just – that was a Murphy's Law performance where everything that could go wrong did. It really was. Like, that was just absolutely horrific. And, And I'm with you. Baltimore special teams is absolutely stellar. Go, even with Devin Duvernay as a top returner, they got a great kicker, a great punter. John Harbaugh is a special teams coach.
1: And you know if you're Raven all all week at practice, at meetings, you're looking at Green Bay and you're saying, wow, this, this offense is going to, be, it's, it's going to be hard to stop this offense, right? I mean, who's going to cover it with the Adams? Dillon and Jones out in the backfield. DeGuardia is playing better. Yeah, L- Lazard's coming off a very good game. There's a lot that's, you know, on that on Baltimore's defense's plate to to worry about, and then you look at the at, at the other side and you say, yeah, we, we're probably playing with a backup quarterback. Our offensive line is banged. Green Bay's defense has played very well outside the Minnesota game, right? So you know you, you get your hands full there. So where do we have an edge? Oh, let's look at special teams. Hey, look at this. They they don't they don't have anybody that can field a punt. Hey, look at this. A uh, kick returner steps out of bounds. You yeah, know. We can return punts and kicks at, at will against them. So there, you know Baltimore's thinking every every special team play is going to go their way, and and it could turn the game. It really could. I mean, if, if the Packers would have played anybody but the Bears last week, they'd probably lose. You can't make all the, those mistakes that they made, all the ones you just mentioned, you know, Taylor stepping out of bounds, the fumbled punt, um, the kickoff out of bounds. The, I mean, against a better team, that –
0: Ability to receive a quote depends on membership eligibility. Membership eligibility and product restrictions apply and are subject to change. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates, San Antonio, Texas.
2: I do, and, and granted, Jakeem Grant is a very explosive returner. It, it was impressive watching him, but you're right. Any other, any, any other team besides maybe Detroit as well, or like the Jets or Houston or any Yeah,
0: there's
2: other any of those college-level teams, but if you let Duvernay make some plays like that, you're in especially on the road like being on the road also makes a difference your tier to your one time zone over like you said you're without your your best defensive player like there's a lot of different things so that means like slayton's not going to be on special teams he he'll be more tired on like a field goal block situation or some of the guys will be maybe a little bit more tired on punt protection or punt coverage because i know they were talking about bringing in starters that this could be this could be an issue
1: no, i i never like that either
2: i don't i don't either
1: I mean, I know I, I saw. I don't know if they have a choice. Two, they're. I'll, I'll, I'll give them this, and I'm not. I'm not making any excuse because that was this a professional team shouldn't look that poor as the Packers looked on special teams last last week. But they did lose during the game. Daphne, Sam Brown, Taylor, know, all three of those guys who were core special teams players all went down during the game. So they had to stick people out there, you know, little turkey basically. And I think that's where I'm hoping that's where a lot of them the mistakes came. You know, with a full week of practice knowing now knowing that St. Brown and, and Daphne aren't going to play. I guess Taylor's still questionable, right? So he he may or may not, but um knowing that Daphne and, and St. Brown are out, they they'll know who the replacements are and and what they bring out. A guy that they brought up, um Jawan Winfrey, and everybody everybody's assuming they brought him up to be a wide receiver, which is what he is, and he probably will fill in some with St. Brown and maybe Taylor out, and Cobb already out. But he's he's a very good special teams player as well, so I think he'll be out there. You'll see him a lot on both kickoff and and punt coverage. So, well, one one way to stop the the punt problem is just score every time, right? right. And just or just do like the Chargers and just go for it all the time. Don't
2: don't worry about it. yeah. That that works if you know how to tackle a tight end, which apparently the Chargers didn't. Which kind of leads me to my next point. This is the Ravens offense, we saw what Grant and the speed did for the Bears last week, it makes me a little nervous with Duvernay and Marquise Brown. Now, Hollywood Brown is just like a supercharged version of Grant.
1: Right. I mean, probably better. Yeah. I mean, that's the guy that, you know, I, I don't present problems to the, to the Packer defense. And again, that's where getting pressure on whoever plays quarterback. Um, well, I mean, the Packers have, I mean, the Bear game was just kind of weird. It was just, um, for the most part, the Packers have, have not given that that big, big play this year. That you know, The rest of the Baltimore's – well, Baltimore's going to run the ball. Now, Baltimore's going to come out. They're, I think they're second or third in, in rushing, right? Now, I know a lot of that is, is Lamar, but I think Baltimore's offensive game plan is going to be more let's run, especially with Kenny Clark not there. Let's run the ball. And keep Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in that group off
2: the field. I think so. Again, this also goes back. They do have some veterans in Freeman and Murray because they're they're down their top three or four running backs from the from what we saw. What we we're expecting in training camp, but like the running back room got just decimated during the preseason. But I'm with you. I think that's going to be their running back room. And Mark Andrews. Hey, let's jump into our predictions here. Uh, the line I'm, I'm just using ESPN's their composite. It's from Caesars. It's Green Bay minus six and a half. That's a lot of points against the Baltimore team. Yeah,
1: they don't think Lamar's going to play. E-
2: even still in Baltimore, that's a lot of points.
1: I agree. So who, who you taking?
2: I think the Packers win the game. I don't know if they cover though, but that that's uh, I think I think it ends up going to be like a twenty-seven twenty-four type game.
1: I'm with you on the point differential, but I got it a little bit lower. I got like I got Green Bay 23-20.
2: So you think that's with the under under over under is forty-three and a half?
1: <laughs> okay, and I'm saying don't take don't don't that's too close to, to argue that. I'm don't don't take the over or the under. and name it over what?
2: Yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm I think I think we're in agreement here. But yeah, it's Packers to win, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle. But I'm never convinced the Baltimore team is ever out of a game. They are. As well coached and as well disciplined as oh, any no, team in football. You
1: saw the last two weeks?
2: I the last decade.
1: Oh, I agree. I'm, I know I go back a long way with, with John, and um, we're actually pretty good friends. As a matter of fact, when the schedule came out before the season, and you know, you did a whole you know, we loss, right? I mean, whatever. I don't put too much into that, but you look at what games you think are going to be the harder game, what games might be a little easier. This was a game I thought was going to be at Baltimore this time of the year. I said, yeah, this is going to be a tough one for, for the Packers. But it's an AFC game, so not knowing everything that's going to happen, you know, be in between now and then, and that Baltimore is going to lose a lot of players and might not have Lamar Jackson. And so, even with all that, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. This is not going to be – this is going to go down to the last minutes. I really I – just like most of Baltimore games.
2: Yeah, absolutely spot on. And, and like you said, there, this team is going to fight to the end. Both teams are going to be battling. And either way, with everything that's been going on this week with the league, it's going to be – it's good to have a good – this is going to be a game that's going to be literally nationwide with the broadcast, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch.
1: That's honestly Yeah, the entire country gets this game. That doesn't happen too often, right? Usually there's one little spot of, like, you know, green on the map and they're getting the whatever game, but now every – the entire nation. I guess some people were, were going to get the Rams Seahawks until that was moved to Tuesday.
2: Yeah, I think so. It's, could be worse. It could be the noon game of being stuck with the Texans and Jaguars.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine that. What a game that's going to be.
2: It's tank ball. Yeah, with, with game two or day two of four straight days of NFL football, it's going to be a lot of fun. Packers and Ravens find us as a group at Packaday Podcast, and you'll find wherever your favorite podcast platform is. We will be there as well. So that being said, Mark, enjoy your day. Enjoy the game, and have a, have a very uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Uh, I'll, I'm going to be out next week. But I know if that game is still going on Saturday, you engage with your around to break that one down and review it once that one is done. And so for everyone else, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the night. And for all of you at the Pack of the Podcast, stay warm, stay safe, always carry the G, and Go Pack Go!
0: Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Seth
1: Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't
0: have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan.
1: You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this with your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep.
0: The <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.